Thank you for downloading this Maritime Law Podcast from Coracle Online and Insenco for April 2012. This podcast looks at how the Commercial Court clarifies owners' obligations under the Con Wartime 1993. In a significant decision for owners whose vessels have in recent years been and continue to be at risk of vessel hijacking in the Gulf of Aden, Mr Justice Tier of the Commercial Court has recently ruled on the meaning and application of the Con Wartime 1993 clause. In particular, he has clarified the meaning of exposed to war risks in subclause 2 of that clause. Referring to the terms of subclause 2 of the Con Wartime 1993 itself, he stated that an owner or master may have to address both likelihood and dangerousness when ordered to sail to a place, in the sense that he has to consider whether, in his reasonable judgment, there is a real likelihood, in the sense of a real danger, that the vessel will be exposed to acts of piracy. Exposed to acts of piracy means that the place in question will be, or will subsequently become, dangerous on account of acts of piracy. Mr Justice Tears' ruling on the meaning of exposed to war risks is set out in the later of the two judgments, which supplements his initial decision of November 2011 in relation to the construction of the Con Wartime 1993. We summarise in this podcast the background to this litigation and highlight the primary issues of interest which arose. The claimant, Pacific, on 29th of August 2008, chartered the vessel Triton Lark from the defendant, Bulk Handling, and in early November 2008, ordered her to sail from Hamburg to China via Suez, and therefore through the Gulf of Aden. Owing to the threat of piracy, Bulk Handling refused to sail through the Gulf of Aden, and instead sailed round the Cape of Good Hope. The dispute arose in relation to which party should pay for the time and the extra costs associated with travelling around the Cape. The Charter Party incorporated the Con Wartime 1993 clause, the relevant sections of which are shown in the show notes. In the award, dated December 2010, the arbitrators held that bulk handling was entitled to refuse Pacific's orders to sail through the Gulf of Aden. They concluded that bulk handling had, based on the information available to it and acting in good faith, reasonably concluded that there was a serious risk of hijacking in the Gulf of Aden. This meant that the Con Wartime 1993 clause had been engaged and bulk handling was not obliged to follow Pacific's orders to proceed via Suez. The arbitrators further held that bulk handling was not obliged to await further instructions at Gibraltar, as this would not have been commercially realistic, and that to proceed via the Cape of Good Hope was to prosecute the voyage to China with due dispatch. Thus, under the Con Wartime 1993 clause, sailing via the Cape did not constitute a deviation, and bulk handling was awarded its claim for unpaid hire. Pacific appealed against the award, arguing that the arbitrators had erred in law in the following aspects. 1. The arbitrators had misconstrued subclauses 1 and 2 of Con Wartime 1993 with regard to the meaning of the word maybe. 2. The arbitrators had misconstrued subclause 2 of Con Wartime 1993 with regard to the reasonable judgment of the owners. 3. The arbitrators had misconstrued subclause 2 of Con Wartime 1993 
with regard to whether the clause gives the owners a discretion and, if so, whether they are obliged to make proper inquiries before exercising it. And four, the arbitrators were wrong to conclude that the passage round the Cape, rather than via the Gulf of Aden, was not a deviation. In his original judgment of November 2011, Mr Justice Tier dealt quite briefly with issues 2, 3 and 4 above regarding the construction of subclause 2 of Con Wartime 1993 and Pacific's argument on deviation. As regards issues 2 and 3, the judge rejected Pacific's submission that the arbitrators had not considered whether the judgment made by bulk handling was a reasonable one. He further held that subclause 2 of Con Wartime 1993 does confer a discretion on the owners and held that the test was an objective one, such that an owner's judgment must be reasonable. The judge made clear that the fact that an owner had not made all necessary inquiries will not automatically render its judgment unreasonable, provided that, had all necessary inquiries been made, they would have shown its judgment to be objectively reasonable. The judge also upheld the arbitrator's decision on issue 4 regarding deviation, holding that the vessel had been ordered to China and the master was under a duty to proceed there with due dispatch. Once the the requested route via Suez became prohibited by the engagement of Con Wartime 1993, it followed that the most direct route was via the Cape of Good Hope. Accordingly, passage around the Cape was something done in accordance with subclause 8 of the Con Wartime 1993 and therefore, by operation of subclause 8, was not a deviation. The main focus of the November 2011 judgment, therefore, was on issue 1, the meaning of the phrase may be or are likely to be exposed to war risks in clause subclause 2 of the Con Wartime 1993. In giving judgment on this point, the judge made it clear that he did not consider that the construction of the words maybe or are likely to be could have been intended to signify that one or two different degrees of possibility or probability had to be shown, such that one meaning would be ascribed to maybe and another to likely to be. Instead, he held that the phrase was intended to express a single degree of possibility and that the word or should be read in the sense of that is, so that the phrase would be read maybe, that is, likely to be. In the context of subclause 2, the judge found that likely to be was analogous to a real likelihood that the vessel would be exposed to acts of piracy. The concept of a real likelihood, he explained, covers something that has a less than 50% chance of happening but does not include something which is a bare possibility. It can also be expressed as a real danger or a serious possibility. The arbitrators had interpreted the phrase maybe or are likely to be as meaning that there was a serious risk of exposure to war risks. Although the court was of the view that there is little difference between a real likelihood and a serious risk in this context, it was nevertheless of the view that the arbitrators had applied the wrong test to interpret subclause 2 because they had considered whether there was a risk of a serious event occurring rather than a serious risk that an event would occur. Accordingly, the correct question to be considered by the tribunal was whether, in the reasonable judgment of bulk handling, there was a real likelihood, in the sense of a real danger, that the vessel would be exposed to acts of piracy.
The judge's ruling as to the correct question then led to a further dispute between the parties as to the meaning of the phrase exposed to war risks, with war risks being, in this case, acts of piracy. This issue was not one that had been before the judge at the first hearing and led, therefore, to a further hearing and a further judgment. At the second hearing, the party's submissions focused on the part of the judge's first judgment in which he stated that exposure to acts of piracy means that the vessel is subject to the risk of piracy or is laid open to the danger of piracy. Pacific asserted that this sentence should be interpreted as meaning to be exposed to acts of piracy having an actual effect on the vessel, such as an attack, included a failed attack by pirates. They argued that exposed should be given the same meaning as when used in exposed to radiation. Bulk handling submission was that it simply meant being exposed to the risk of piracy. The judge held that the words exposed to war risks in subclause 2 of the Con Wartime 1993 properly referred to a situation which was dangerous. In the judge's view, that was the meaning which flowed naturally from the wording of the clause read as a whole and thereby gave effect to the party's intentions. Therefore, the question to be addressed by an owner or a master when ordered to go to a place was whether there is a real likelihood that the vessel will be exposed to acts of piracy in the sense that the place will be dangerous on account of acts of piracy. He added he did not consider that this was too complex a test for an owner or master to apply. What is dangerous will, however, depend on the facts of the particular case. The judge said it would depend both on quantitative factors, the degree of likelihood that a particular peril might occur, in this case piracy, and qualitative factors, the seriousness or otherwise of the consequences of that peril to the vessel, cargo and crew should it occur. Applying that reasoning to the facts of the present case, the judge held that the question was whether, in the reasonable judgment of bulk handling, there was a real likelihood that the Gulf of Aden would, on account of acts of piracy, be dangerous to the Triton Lark. That was, however, a matter of fact for the arbitrators to assess on the evidence before them. The matter was accordingly remitted back to the arbitrators. Taken together, the two judgments now present a sensible and coherent test by which the applicability of the Con Wartime 1993 clause can be determined by those seeking to rely on it in a commercial context, including masters and owners of vessels. It now seems clear that the phrase, may be or is likely to be, which was the subject of much of the first judgment and which the court ruled to mean real likelihood, is directed towards the issue of the timing of the master's or owner's judgment. In other words, at the time the judgment is made, there must be a real likelihood that the place in question is or will be dangerous at the time at which the vessel arrives there. Accordingly, an owner or a master can refuse to go to an area where a war risk exists or will exist at the time of the vessel's arrival there and where there is a real likelihood that the area will be dangerous for the vessel where dangerous is defined by reference both to the extent and prevalence of the risk and the nature and severity of the risk. Thanks for listening.